I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We are once again brought to you by the Hammer Betting Network. It is a uh, a, a new my first show with uh, with the new. Uh, the hammer betting. I'm, I'm excited about it. I went on the website. I listened to some shows here and there. Checked it out. They got some really, really good stuff on there. I even made a bet stamp account. I know. We, you know Lance is all in when he makes a, yeah. a track. That's, that's commitment. That's commitment right there. I need to Lance. follow him. Wes is my only uh, person that I follow on, on bet stamp right now. So I need to Bro, follow Wes. My ROI through the roof on NFL in two days. I mean, I'm retiring. That good, good thing you, good thing you, uh, you started doing that before the UFC on on Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, some bad stuff. The, the, the funny thing is, if Dubrox would have just won, I think I would have been fine because, like, I had a couple. Of, I had this like random like fifty dollar free play that I had to use in the same day that I bet like right before the co-main. And I had Dubronx inside and Aljo inside. And it would have actually, like, made up for a bunch of it. Plus, I obviously had a big bet on on Dubronx. But we won't get into that. But check out Hammer Betting Network. It's the hammer.bet is the website. Some good stuff on there. We're really happy to be involved. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing our own for a long time. And we're, you know, Sean is very average at best. So having someone that can actually, like, do some things and make it a little nicer and better uh, we'll we'll definitely do that. We're still gonna have live shows for the for the big cards, for the pay per view, the, the big name events, things like that. Um, this technically is one of the best cards of the year. Not one chick fight on the whole card. That's true. So technically, if you're looking at the the ratio, this actually is a better card than last week. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but how are you guys doing this week? Before we jump into last week's card, still recovering from. A very sad day Saturday. Did you cry? I got close. Uh, I cried I cried, a lot. I cried multiple times. What are you talking about? Yeah. The, yeah. the Jan decision, I was like crying. The Dobronx, I was in a fetal position. <laughs> like, I, I, don't was get mad. I don't get mad when I lose money. I, I really don't. It's probably because I'm rich. Maybe that's just, I, I don't know. Um, but I don't Helps. get mad. I, I, was, I was so devastated. And... I kept thinking, like, the first round, you know, obviously the Dubronx fight wasn't going well. But I was like, it never goes well. You're I was never like, it worried. never goes well. Yeah, you're never worried. Yeah. And then he, but like, stopped were... the takedowns early after that. And, like, I know. like, he had the wrestling figured out and then just did nothing. There, it was yeah. it was pretty concerning. This was the worst striker Dubronx has faced, I don't know, since when. And he was just getting his fucking shit rocked on the feet like the first punch mac and cheese threw hurt dubrox and i was like oh fuck here we go again but i wasn't like worried even going to the second i wasn't worried and then there was just i don't i don't know he seemed off like i don't know if he i don't think that's one of those cases he loses eight or ten out of like eight times out of ten or some like he could never beat him i didn't get the sense i felt like he was he was off like he wasn't aggressive 
um even when he was on his back like at first he tried some stuff but he was he was like, there he was almost holding positions and it was very undue bronx i'm sure getting cracked and dropped uh in the first uh couple seconds by a guy that you that you, you pro- i know but he does that against strikers he, he I, I don't know if he – I think he underestimated the striking a bit, and that seemed to affect him because he, he was not his aggressive self after yeah. when when it was do, on the feet. Do we think – like, I, I never want to put it on too much of that, but do we think, like, the, the travel – not just the travel, but there's oh, a lot of pomp and circumstance over there for that fight card, like a lot of appearances. And I, I'm not – like, props to Mike and Cheese, man. That dude, he won the belt. He beat the best dude, one of the greatest ever, in my opinion. Easily. I mean, that dude is the truth. There is no argument about that anymore. But like Lance said, I I felt the same. Like, though Bronx just didn't look there. He didn't look like his normal self, his aggressive self. Yeah. Um, I just can have off nights. It can happen. Yeah. I I, I think he definitely, he didn't. He don't have an off night against that guy. No, he's, he's legit. He's. Now the the striking though, um, you can see all those years with with Javier Mendez over at AKA is absolutely paid off because he looked better. His, his striking yeah. has never looked that good, and not just like the fluidity and and it that it being very technical, the power he landed on Do Bronx yeah. like Do Bronx always a get a little rocked and stuff and recovered. He laid him. I mean that was that was insane. Yeah, man. Well, what a performance. I think I think the one thing different too of what's been different of this fight versus really every fight he's had in in the last several years is this fight he didn't get to dictate where the fight goes and I do think that does something with him like his striking has gotten so much better and his striking has looked really really good and he's been out striking guys but he could always go back on the I can take it I can take these guys down without without even worrying about it I can immediately clinch and take these guys down. This was the first time he was fighting someone where it's like sprawl and brawl. Keep it on the feet. Well, he you know, pulled, do whatever he you can to keep it on. At one point, he pulled Mike yeah. and Cheese down down at one point, and it did not work out. Wasn't like, a good idea. Mike yeah. and Cheese was on top of him, throwing shit down on him. I think he was kind of like, "Oh fuck, this just ain't yeah. the same well, type of dude on top." You know, to, he. I think he realized pretty quickly to win this fight, he's got to he's got to kickbox him. He's got to knock him out. He's got to. You know, do that in the feet, and this was—it was really the first time he's ever had to do that. And and who knows? I mean, I, I think if they rematch again, I don't think Dubronx is going to be completely outgunned. I think it's a it's a different game plan. I think it's a different style. I think he was a little too careful. Berserker Dubronx is how we got the title. They're gonna we'll get like gonna, plus three hundred on Dubronx. plus three <laughs> plus three fifty on Dubronx, and you best believe I'm gonna I'll be playing it right. Again. I will tell you though. I'll lay the hammer on Mike and Cheese against Volkanovski. I don't think that's yeah. even. He's too I, big. Yep, he's too big. I, that is not remotely competitive. I don't do. I don't know why people want to see. It. I I get why people want to see it, but me personally, they just they just want something for Volkanovski because well, he's kind of cleaned it out. Yeah. Here, here, I was all about Dubronx versus Volkanovski because Volkanovski has cleaned his division out. Dubronx. Has clean, you know, in a way, would right? have. He, he would have, have. He would have, yeah. He cleaned Absolutely. his division out, so it made sense. But now I'm thinking, like, okay, Fight you got, you got the Fourier's, you got the Gaethje's, you got all the Chandlers. Like, I want to see those guys fight more than I want to yeah. say both. As, especially because the time they don't, 
those guys don't have as much time left as we would like. They're old. All of them are old. I mean, yeah, I Chandler, mean like, Chandler's really old. Yep. I mean, I guess the older and more. He would have had a couple, uh, maybe another challenger. Like, there's an argument to give, you know, uh, uh, who was Darius. it else that won? Yeah, I guess there's an argument to give him. It was a, it'd be a fresh matchup, but, but who, yeah. yeah. That doesn't. I, I think that's the fight. I think Dubronx is going to fight Darius next fight. I'd be yeah. shocked if he didn't. And I don't see where that's competitive. Like, I, I think, I think that's a level, a level below there. I mean, Darius, like, his shot against Dubronx would be to land the shot, like land land a big shot. But I mean, I think that's the easy fight to make. But I mean, whatever. Volkanovski went up, did the whole thing. Like, if anyone's earned it, it is Volkanovski because yeah, he has absolutely cleared it out. Yep, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Like, it's it's not like something I wouldn't watch, and I'd be fine. Like, he deserves out of dudes calling all that kind of shit that we've seen over the years. Volkanovski is one dude that absolutely deserves to be able to call that shot yep. and get that fight. Agreed. I'm the opposite. I, I feel like I have absolutely no interest in it, uh, but I do think oh, it would be competitive. You never know, man. I mean, if Volkanovski win, that's a that's a crazy win on his on his uh, record. Yeah, then it then he legitimately gets to start talking about some pound for pound, all time, all time, all time shit. If he beats that dude, like even like Dobronx, like Dobronx would have got to talk some all time fighter oh, shit yeah. if he beat Mike and Cheese. Like, and- and to your point, Wes, like the big fight, the moment that all that was out there. You heard interviews of Bisming and all these guys. Like, is Dubronx the greatest lightweight of all time yeah. with a win? And I, that's gonna get to you. And like, there was there was something mental going on where he wasn't. It wasn't the quit. It wasn't anything. Like, he just didn't seem present. There at was the fight. Yeah. there was some yeah. there was people immediately after that fight was over already throwing that shit back out there. And, and it's after just, what he's accomplished. The after last what year, he's at he doing maybe the greatest um, uh, stretch of fights over a few year period that we've seen maybe outside of John Jones's title run. Yeah, and to like our our Casper the Ghost, I'll just say that was out there saying he quit. And I, like, are you are y'all serious? <sighs> he, like, he we're got, going back to this. He got badly hurt, knocked down, and two seconds later, he's got a behemoth with a fully locked arm triangle in. Like, what's he supposed <laughs> to do? Like. Like die on your sword, you gotta go unconscious or you're a quitter. Like he wasn't getting out of that. He was still yep. dazed, he was still rocked, and he had a the, the, it was he was done. He was done. Dumb people say dumb things. They're just more something. more at eleven. People will never believe in that dude for some reason. That I just well, don't fine. understand it. When, and we'll, we'll be we'll, able we'll, to cash we'll, off it for another few years. Uh, yep. just yeah. before you go. The other good point that Wes made is like the travel, because I think there's kinda like a track record of these Brazilian guys going over to to Abu Dhabi, it's not been good. Not having a, a lot of success, so yeah, could have into it. Yep. Well, Dubronx, I, th- when is the Brazil card? January, I believe. Ooh, I think so. That's two eighty three, right? It's coming up pretty soon, I believe, ain't it? Yeah, yeah there, I think it's it's I think it's January or February. January twenty first. So Dubronx has his return fight. There's a zero percent chance he's not fighting on that. But if it's a pay per view, honestly, like. I don't know if he's gonna even be. He might be a co-main in that in that card. Like you can't put Dubron. The headliners, Garrett. the headliners, your favorite fight coming up: Figueroa versus Moreno Five. Oh, he, he made might that, be a headliner. They made that the main on that card. Well, I think so. Oh, I was like, is that set? Is that UFC like, what eighty two? Two eighty three. Thirty three. Yeah, that's right. 
Oh, that's the one they have. Uh, they just announced Whitaker for, right? No, no that's no. the Australian. No, card. no, that's two eighty four. Two. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's the Australia card. There it is. Two. All right. All they've announced. Have they announced anything on this? Yeah, they have. And there's like seven. Yeah. Oh, Bear Jew's on that card too. That's right. And you... and and Hobo. Obviously, he in, he invented jujitsu. So true. <laughs> he has to be in Brazil. <laughs> So we're gonna get the title, the title fight. We're gonna get Hobo Cop, Shogun, Bear Jew, and Dubrox. I'm ready for that card. All right, let's. Uh, they gotta stack it with some with some of the. T- he's got to be on that. The first oh, time back to Brazil, he'll he'll quit the UFC if they don't put him on that Brazil card. Like he, he's Mr. Brazil right now. Uh, All right, let's rip through this card because it was terrible, both yeah, betting wise and entertainment wise. Not good. Prelims: uh, Carol Rose defeated Lena Landsberg decision. Flyweight Muhammad Mokayev defeated Malcolm Gordon third round armbar. Uh, Armin Matroshin defeated AJ Dobson decision. One of the shitty Nurmagomedovs won by decision. Nikita Krylov overvoken by decision. Uh, Kyle Barallo defeated Muradov by decision, and then Bo- the only guy to break the streak, Bilal Muhammad, <laughs> knocks out Sean Brady in, in the second round. Uh, just a couple. Sean was right. Sean was right. Uh, couple things that, <laughs> couple things that stuck out. Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, Mukiev almost went full Mukiev, uh as a minus fourteen hundred favorite. Shit was not looking, not looking the best in that fight, considering what uh, what the line was, but. I guess he he gets away again, but there there will be a time. Uh, Uzdemir having worse cardio than Krylov that was that was beautiful. That was Dude. that was amazing to see. Oh, that started uh, so good. He gassed out instantly. There was no. He threw like three punches and was just done. He was like, "That's enough." The no weird time. thing is, I I feel like he looked less tired, but he physically was more tired. Like Krylov was looking drunk out there because he was yeah. tired, but somehow he had more car. Like he was ready to go more than, than Uzdemir. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Bilal Muhammad blowing up my over two and a half, because when does Bilal Muhammad or Sean Brady uh, get finished like that or finish people like that? Yeah, that was bad. Wes. Um, yeah. One of the only and best few bets I hit on the entire card was the Petrosian decision. So that was, that was nice. I will say something. About nice that. Uh, that's about <laughs> it. Um, yeah, watching uh, old Gadsy hug on the, the shitty Nurmagomedov. Uh, that just, I was pissed just watching that fight. Uh, He's so bad. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, oh, Ood's having fucking worse cardio. Just, um, I will say about Bilal, man. Like, I I gotta give the dude some props. Finally, like I've been uh, underestimating I, him for a while. No, I have to, and like, but I mean, all we keep saying is like, you got to like put on a, a exciting fight, a good performance, finish one of these dudes. And man, a guy that I thought was going to beat him, um, he fucking demolished him. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good couple wins for Bilal Muhammad and props. Uh, I I, I got to respect that. Like, you beat those two dudes back to back and knock out Brady, who's just, I mean, he was undefeated. So props to Bilal. Got, got to get to him. Brad, anything to add here? Not really. It uh, it wasn't the most exciting batch of prelims to to look at, and it certainly didn't play out as the most exciting batch of prelims. So I I think we'll uh, have a shot to fade Mukayev uh, pretty yeah. shortly because Water. 
the wrestling is all he's got, and there's a lot of dudes at flyweight that can scramble and get back to their feet. So we'll we'll see what happens there. And yeah, Call it, Bilal, like, calling out your boy, Brad. He he was calling out your boy, and I, I think he gets uh he gets raw dog with the he he gets <laughs> re he gets raw raw dog real bad in that one. No lube. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to to say of the prelims. I missed the first couple. I got to go back and and watch those. We had a soccer game, so I was a little bit late there. But um, just oh, oh underwhelming uh, overall at the prelims. And then you went right into the pay per view that you give money for. And then it was you start out with the Mook. Um, this 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 being one of the most anticipated cards of the year. If you look at like how it was versus what you were looking forward to. It's got to be an F minus, I would say. And I know if Dubronx would have won, it would have been, it would have been different for us personally, but yeah, not, not good. Nothing stuck out on the, prelim, the ti- I would say outside one of the, the title by uh, bouts, literally a dude blows his shoulder out. That's been injured for months. Apparently they let him fight. Waste which, of pretty, time. which pretty much wasted the title fight. That was on the card as well that you paid money for. Yeah. So, Moving up to the main card, uh, Mukagian versus whatever the fucking chick's name is, won by decision. Just fire. absolutely brutal. Uh, Darius versus Gamrot. I think this was one, the only bet I cashed on the main card, I believe. This, this is it. You were the only smart one because none of us was on that side. I cannot call myself smart uh, after that card between, yeah. Um, and then you move up, Sean O'Malley, I guess. Defeated uh, Peter Jan by decision. And, and the thing with this fight is people are like, oh, it was close. It's not a robbery. It's not a robbery. I know MMA media members, whatever. 26 of 26 MMA media scores said Jan won. So 26, not not betters, not by, just 26 people watched that fight out of 26 and said Jan won. How is that? Not, I don't care if it's close. If everyone saw it the exact same way, close but clear, that's one of the biggest robberies we've seen. I don't care what anyone says. When every single person you have talked to during the fight, after the fight, said Jan won, but it was close, and Jan didn't win, then it's a fucking one of the worst decisions you'll see. It's nothing to do with betting or anything like that or my deep fucking hatred for that John O'Malley. But if everyone hit, scored it the same way except two of the three judges, that's a robbery. Pretty sure he closed like minus – 800 minus a thousand or something yeah, Let him like be steeper than that on yeah. live lines i mean media uh, media the gambling lines everything every, that all tells you what and the, the fighter i don't know if you saw like that's like, yeah. that's the most people. telling part dude the o'malley and, after that fight is the most telling part of any of it he didn't think he won. And the craziest part is he had that reaction after literally the best the performance of his career after the cards are raised, yep. That's a problem with judges, though, and we've talked about it for years. They like they score. I think they want to score like a close second round, uh, or like a, a dude overperforms his expectation, and yes, it, yes. it's a bad thing in the MMA community too. That like that. I know. People- I know people on Twitter do that. I would hope judges don't take that of in course, consideration, but we could. I, I think. I think they they'll score a second a close second round for the guy that was down to especially if he if they know the that who's the underdog in a fight. I think that happens from time to time. Not saying it, you know, 
all the time and positively, of, of course not. But um, that was bad. That that was a bad robbery. When the dude that won the fight is literally like, I don't And now he's like two days later, he's on the internet. Like, I don't know I'm what good. y'all are talking about that. I didn't win that fight. You're like, motherfucker. That he, has, he has to say that. I mean, that is his, his I would have re- respected him a whole lot more if he was like, I, I it was close. I, I probably didn't win it. I need to get better. I'm glad they'll never that say that. No, no fighter will ever say that. Well, I think it's, I, th- I think two things outside of like, wait, what happens because of those judges? One, no one's talking about how fucking amazing that fight was. It yep, was by fight. far the best fight in the card. It was high level. It was just tremendous. It, the card needed it. It was a dead card, and it woke it up, and it was a great fight. No one's talking about how great the fight is. Two, O'Malley getting the decision, I felt harmed him more than losing the decision. Yep. Going to the cards, all I saw on Twitter and what I thought myself was, O'Malley is way fucking better than I thought. That kid, he fought, he fought great. He can fucking take a shot. He can dish it out. He is 10 times better. After the fight, all everyone's talking about, he didn't win that fucking fight. Fuck him. If he would have lost, that would have done just as much, if not more, for his stock than winning a bullshit decision. Because now the narrative isn't how great O'Malley looked. Everyone's yep. talking about how Jan got fucked. Uh, yep. And you, and it wasn't like not just O'Malley saying he didn't like you know his reaction. You just look at all the tweets all the fighters saying like this is bullshit. Like all the fighters were vocal of like that was a bullshit decision. You're taking people's livelihood. Like I saw fifty fights and twi- fifty tweets from fighters saying what the fuck was that? Dana's boy got the decision. That's that's what it really. That's there. There's people like I I got some friends that don't watch fighting anymore and stuff and were uh, actually messaging me because. Uh, we game and O'Malley's he's a gamer. He's on Twitch and stuff. That's how he's built his following. And, you know, they were messing me like he's talking all kinds of shit. Like today I've finally seen this, like, was it a robbery and stuff like that? And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, it was, it was pretty terrible. And it kind of looks, it it looks different to just the casual now. It's like, no, it's like he was given. And then there, then there's the narrative out there now, like, that's their boy. That's the UFC's boy. It was probably fixed. Like then you get the fight yeah. fixes stuff. Which... I've seen fixed a lot. I've seen people Rassling. say it that are fans. Yep. Like, and that, that it's, it's a bad thing. It, 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 it really is. <laughs> and it sucks because that was the first time I ever felt respect for O'Malley, O'Malley's game. Yeah. I was blown away by O'Malley's performance. Both dudes should have won coming out of that fight. Both dudes should have won. When he took that shot at the end of the first round and oh, ducked around geez. to his back, I was like, holy shit. That was like lightning and it looked good and i was like like can he actually grapple a little bit like yeah the kid's good the kid is good man that's the bad thing that we're not talking about now and we should be because he i'm i'm impressed like that's i i didn't think a whole lot of him i mean after he gets leg kicked beat you know what i'm saying like now like we dogged the shit out of him after he lost yep. by leg kicks and shit and then <laughs> now you can't talk about the improvement and how good you think he can be you're talking about somebody getting robbed. Well, well, and he's going to gonna have to do his next fight over five rounds. Which well, the, is, the, the he's going to main event against a really good guy, right? Well, you the know? funny thing with this whole thing is the UFC said before the fight that it was a number one contender fight. It was for a Winner gets fight. champ. Yep. They said winner gets the champ, right? And then <laughs> after the fight, that went away. Because all backpedaling that shit. That's the worst stylistic fight you could ever imagine for O'Malley. So one, he's not getting the title fight because they don't want him to lose again, right? They want to keep keep the rise. 
But the most amazing thing I saw out of everything, and did you guys see the rankings come out today? Yeah, he's number one. O'Malley jumped uh, <laughs> ten. You know, he, he jumped Cheeto Vera. <laughs> he won a robbery over Jan, so he he jumped the guy that beat him by leg kicks. And I know we don't like him, but he jumped Marab. Why would he jump Marab and Cheeto by winning a robbery? To sit? And that's the funny thing: the same media members who all said he didn't win the fight right, bumped him to number one over those guys. Because uh, Dana well, told Well, you'll hear the UFC rankings got- are dumb. We know who is is voting on those. It's it's dumb. Yeah, and now Cejudo's going to get the title shot. Apparently, no, it's not happening. That that's it's, it's I, amazing I, how it this card absolutely destroyed the best division in the UFC. It did. Yep. It really did. And I don't know if Cejudo comes back. I guess it's Cejudo, uh, which it sounds like they're doing Cejudo Aljo in February. It sounds like the plan. Has he, if that has doesn't happen, US, has he been in drug testing pool? Yeah, he's been in for like oh, okay. four months already, I think. Oh, okay. And then, like, and the other part, like, if they if they don't do that, can you are you going to give Sean O'Malley the title fight over Cheeto? <laughs> like, can you do that? Can, like, maybe and, they do a rematch. Th- well, th- that's what people are saying. Is it Cheeto O'Malley number one contender? Yeah. With and honestly, Cejudo I'm could fucking beat Aljo. Not a doubt in my mind, he could beat win that fight. So, like, yeah. it, I, I want that fight. So, I mean, I he know. could, but we'll see. That dude's been out. I mean, is Aldo going to take Cejudo down? I mean, who knows what Cejudo is? Probably. Like, that dude is going to on anybody's back. Yeah. He could get there, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, I don't think we need to talk too much about the TJ Dillashaw. That Waste was of time. Fuck, Fuck him. Fuck the doctors who didn't notice a separated shoulder. And fuck TJ yeah. Dillashaw, his coaches, his training partners. They did him a disservice, and they did the fans and the UFC a disservice. That was okay. fucking absolute bullshit. That could have been Cheeto Vera versus Aljamain Sterling. It could have been, been Aldo. 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 Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the, only, the only thing I'll say that if that ain't like a big thing for like fighter pay, like in any other sport, that dude wouldn't have been forced to go take that fight he like that. So one of the one of his training partners, or someone said he trained. Cub, it was. Cub Swanson. Cub, yeah, he said he yeah. couldn't lift his arm above his. For like waist. two months, yeah, it was popping yep. out and shit. Like, and that, you fight all Joe. That <laughs> that dude shouldn't have been in the position to where he needed a check so bad to where he had to go fight with a just a blown out. Steroids are expensive. Some of that is his fault. He did get yeah. he did he test positive. Like, all his money. And I mean, come on, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about none of that. So. I know, but I, I know. I get it. I get but it. all I know is that after that card, my bankroll is emptier than TJ Dillashaw's <laughs> shoulder socket. <laughs> that card, Move on. That was, oh, I, I was the Adrian, Adrian Broner gift after that night. I'm getting cooked. Like, it, it was cooked. bad. You know, it, it kind of is fitting. Over the years, we've made more money on Dubronx than every other fighter probably combined. So the night he loses, I think all four of us had one of our worst nights of all time. Ever. Yep. yep. And I took some bad beats in college football. It was like I was watching college like at the same time, and I taking bad beats. Dubrox is losing. I was like, <laughs> why? Like, this is why I don't yeah. believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. All right, let's move on now. Uh, you, have, We move on from the nice pay-per-view to we have Jared Vandera versus Waldo Cortez Acosta, third from the top here. Man, that's T-shirt in the pool fucking supremacy right there, man. Like, Great fight. Uh, Gotta do it. 
Is this is the Mad the Madsen Dawson fight? Is that canceled? Yes, that's not happening. That's not happening. Why yeah, did that get canceled? That was like one of the only good fights. Durden's fighting some dude on like three days notice. I saw that. Why uh, is the why did the why did the Dawson fight get canceled? I'm not sure. That got canceled a while ago. Yeah, I, I think that's been a while. Wow, ago. it was supposed to be close and Madsen, and then that got canceled, and then yeah. I don't oh, know if they were trying to put something together, out, yeah. but. Yeah. I think they just moved this one to a different card, something like that, uh, like a, another right. week or two. Well, I've never heard of the first fight whatsoever. Is there even a line on this fight? <laughs> Christian there, Rodriguez, yeah, Rodriguez minus three ten, I think. Yeah. All right, bantamweight division: Christian yeah. Rodriguez, Josh Weems, New Sean. Is this guy related to Wayne Weems? Was it Wayne? Was it Wayne that was on one of the the early Ultimate Fighters? Was it Wayne or Wes? Wes Weems? I forget which one it was. That guy was it was he was a heavyweight, wasn't he? Wayne Wayne Weems. Yeah, Wayne. I think it's a... He was the Waniac. That's a great oh, nickname. Retired twelve and two. What could have been? Yeah. That's how you what do could have been. That that's how you do a nickname for yourself right there. Right? Cameron or else. <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Yeah, I I really don't have anything on this fight. Uh that's a that's a pretty big favorite. Unfortunately, I don't know uh, what what old Josh Weems has got. Uh, seems like he's got some some good subs, but I, I don't think that'll be enough. So I'll, I'll so take Rodriguez. Rodriguez is minus three ten. Yeah, yeah. The guy yes. that got lost to Jonathan Pierce, who looks like has as much muscle definition as me. <laughs> and keep doubting Jonathan Pierce. He doubting JSP, baby. He sucks. <laughs> I'm not down with JSP. <laughs> Fair. All right, Wes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, I don't have anything here. Uh, I, I don't know enough about Weems. I, I think I, I saw him once on on the Contender Series. Um, uh, that's that's been a couple. I think it was last season, season before. But um, yeah, I guess Rodriguez should be a favorite here. Um, I don't know how you're playing minus three hundred on him. Um, guess it'll be the pick, but no bet. What kind of props we got here, Brad? Anything, anything out? I don't think wow. there's any props out yet. No. This, this, this just fight out, like, just got like... Ago. Yeah, yeah just, this line just came out a couple hours ago because they finalized it yesterday. Yeah, this stuff? one kind of made me stuff? sad. <laughs> <laughs> this one kind of made me sad because I was looking at this card earlier today and it was like nine fights. Perfect. Like, this this card sucks. We're just going to blow through it. It's on Fight Pass probably. It's going to have good many. pacing. And now it's up to 11. They've added two today. Yep. What the oh the dirt and moda? Yeah. No, that's a good fight though. I that's mean, actually it. Yeah, yeah you can fun. pretend it's why don't you just pretend it's ten and then show up thirty minutes late? But there's no uh there's no dog walk fights on this one. I know. So if you think all right, think of it this way. There's ten fights or eleven fights, but normally this would be a thirteen fight card with thirty minute breaks baked in. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh I, I guess I'll pick Rodriguez here. I'm definitely not betting him at minus 300. Uh, the other guy got knocked out on the contender series, like Wes said. And I don't know. I haven't watched him since then. This will be a learning experience for me if I actually watch it. Based off um, Sherdog pictures, Weems has tattoos on his biceps that say Axel Rage. If that's not worth Ooh. the dog passes for the stupidity of it, this guy's fighting for his life. He probably can't even chew his food. 
His nickname's out. wide open, though. Wide like, open wing. Did, did he did he go and <laughs> visit the jail cut. man? He went went and visited the jail man and he left him wide open or something. What's going on here, dude? You just you just don't know about that Axel rage. Axel, <laughs> I he well, he's walking to bars like I want you to meet my two friends, Axel and Rage. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot! All right, flyweight division: Carlos Moda, Cody Jordan. That's Bro Hug's boyfriend, right? Yep. Yeah. This this is also the the fellow who who told what the the Asian fighter to to go home or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. oh, yeah, that's, that's beautiful stuff. Moda's actually good. I mean, I've I've seen him a couple times on the on the regional scene. He's he's got some some nice offense. Cody Durden likes to be hit. Um, the the pick is Moda. Bet online open Moda plus one twenty five and it instantly got hammered to minus one eighty. That is a Bad opener. Uh, I wish I got some of that. I'll uh, I'll pick Moda. Uh, don't think I'm betting him at this point. Wesley, you a big Durden fan? You big on the racism? <laughs> nah, we got enough of that down here, bro. Where I'm from, so True. try to try to try to balance that out a little bit. Um, Fair. Yeah, I, I wish I could have could have got a little of that opening line. Uh, Moda's actually pretty good. He he's fought some decent dudes down on, you know, the the highest level of the regional scene down at on at, at LFA. Um Sean's right. Durden likes to be hit. He he swings, man. He scraps. Um I'm gonna wait for uh wait for props to come out and see what a what a motor by KO or inside the distance is. And uh uh the under two and a half is in like minus one thirty five. I don't I don't think that's a bad spot. I, I think uh these dudes are gonna throw down. I mean Durden doesn't really know any other way to fight and uh think one of them's gonna get caught uh probably moda catching Durden again he just loves to get hit and get finished so uh probably bet the under and wait for props to come out and look at uh moda by ko fred yeah I, I like that under i think that's a good price uh Durden doesn't seem like the most durable guy he's willing to get subbed and, and moda definitely cracks uh, but I was spending most of the time when you guys were breaking that fight down, looking at Weens' tattoos, and I think he actually <laughs> named his kid Axel Rage because uh, there's a birthday oh. on there. So that's. Oh. I hope he loses real bad now. Axel Rose, Axel Rage. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe he has two kids. Is it one one kid's name is Axel and no, one kid's name is Rage? It, it looked like the the day month was on one arm and then the year was on the other arm or else i would have thought the same thing maybe that was like his like cellmates like number (laughs) (laughs) oh the the cellmate the cellmate that left him wide open his name was rage (laughs) (laughs) he gave him the nickname (laughs) i think that's it yeah there's definitely some prison sex type thing going on there with with old weems um, is it on me? Are you done, Brad? Yeah, I said I was picking Moda, and the end. Okay. Um, Jordan's not very good. He gets hit a lot. I have a hard time laying minus one eighty on a guy taking a fight on five days' notice, making his UFC debut. Um, Jordan's not very good, but he is a scrapper, and I think he actually is pretty durable. I, I think he has absolutely no idea what he's doing on the ground. 
But we've seen that guy get hit a shit ton, bite down his mouth mouthpiece, and keep coming forward. I don't think he's a guy that's going to quit on the feet. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to hurt very easily. He's too fucking stupid to get hurt. He's just one of those big, dumb rednecks that just kind of keeps going forward. And Moda's not a jiu-jitsu guy, so I think this plays out in the feet. And I think, if anything, I think at an underdog price, I'd actually almost lean Durden on this one. I, I think he's... Ooh. He's he's a okay? tough he's a tough dumb son of a bitch facing a guy that is not a grappler on five days notice and it's the kind of guy that Durden would do well against he's it's gonna he's gonna fight him and Durden does pretty well in those crazy little fights it doesn't mean I'm gonna bet Durden I'm probably gonna pass in this fight but I, I would have played Moda if it was a slight dog and you know I'm, I'm I'd probably play Durden if it goes up a little higher sorry I know he sucks but. Come on, that made sense. All right, featherweight division, Chase Super, Steve Garcia. Steve Garcia is very bad, mm-hmm. but should anybody on the UFC roster be minus two? Uh, should should Chase Super be minus two fifty against anyone on the roster? I'm not sure at this point. Um, I know he showed a bit of skills last time. Um, he's had some some bad performances. Even that Peter Barrett win, he kind of pulled that shit out of his ass. I, I, he could be getting better. Obviously he's super young, 23 at, at plus 200. I feel like you have to take a small shot at Steve Garcia. He is bad, but Chase super should not be that big of a favorite against anybody in the UFC. And that's saying something. Cause there are some bad fighters in the UFC. Wes, are you betting it then? For sure, you're getting it. You in? I haven't bet it yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bet it. What's? Yeah, I, I do think it's it's really hard to lay minus two fifty on Chase Hooper at this point against. Like, I mean, say what you want about about Steve Garcia, but you, you at least know what you're gonna get. And Chase Hooper has struggled a little in the past with a dude that will just come forward and get on him, not give him space, try to put a pace on him. Um, I've seen Steve Garcia in some, in some really tough fights and he stays in them. Uh, he's got some close uh, decision losses on his record. Um, I think he can stay in chase Hooper's face and just make this close, make this a grimy fight. Um, at that kind of price, it's probably worth a little shot. Um, Garcia by decision is between plus 500 and plus 600. Uh, that, that's something uh, I'm looking at too. Uh, you know, Chase Hooper has, um, has stayed in fights when he like Steve, I kind of see this playing out like something like Steve Peterson, uh, put on him, just stayed in his face, put the pressure on him. Uh, and Chase Hooper just kind of, he wilted over the 15 minutes. I think Steve Garcia can do that in this spot at, at a really, you know, Two to one's a really good price, and then that decision. If I do end up playing him, uh, I'll sprinkle decision too. It's sitting at around plus five hundred out there at a couple spots as well. Rad. Yeah, I I don't get this. Um, I I thought the Chase Hooper hype was dead and gone long ago, and we weren't going to get any more chances like this to fade him. But plus two hundred. Uh, Chase Hooper's basically fought since he he crashed and burned as like a a hot shit prospect. He's basically fought bantamweights 
And Garcia is a pretty big lightweight. I know he's fought at featherweight before, and he's coming back down to featherweight for this. He's going to be way bigger and way stronger than Chase Hooper. So Hooper has one shot to win this fight. It's quickly jumping on his back and, and finding a rear naked choke. If he doesn't do that, I don't think he's going to have success getting takedowns. If it's on the feet, Steve Garcia is not good, but he's going to move forward and throw punches, and Hooper is atrocious on the feet. So I, I got to go with Garcia, and I love that prop that Wes just said. Uh, Garcia by decision, because for all of – as bad as Hooper is at all of the various aspects of MMA, he's just – Take a whooping. He can take a whooping. He does. Yep, he does. Yeah, I like uh, I like Garcia here. I, I, Hooper, he doesn't have enough wrestling to be as just absolute terrible he is on the feet. Gar- you said, Brad, Garcia is not a good striker. Anyone is a good striker standing next to Chase Hooper. He has he has no idea what he's doing. Like it's I've never seen anything like it. Like we saw some of the Brazilians come over, like Dubrov started in his career, Demi and Maya, guys like that, these jiu-jitsu guys who can't strike. Hooper not only can't – he can't even, like, attempt to throw a punch. Like, it looks like this was day one of his, like, Tybo class, his kind of, like, Chase, Chase Hooper striking style. And he doesn't have any wrestling to go with it. So he's not able to take anyone down unless that Peter Barnett fight, he instigated that because he just wanted to get cut, apparently. Um, Chase Hooper doesn't can't just take someone down. He doesn't have good enough wrestling. I think Garcia's fought enough and done enough where he can he can keep the fight in the feet. And I think on the feet, he can just pressure him, punch him, throw, you know, do whatever he can. I think he's going to be more, more aggressive. And who I, I, I do think it's probably more of a decision than knockout. But Hooper just gets in these weird positions where I think it's going to depend on the ref when he starts getting knocked out. When he's like, he's like spinning like a ninja turtle on his back, and he's getting like hammer fisted in the face. Uh, like I think some of that stuff we'll, we'll have to kind of see <laughs> see what happens. But I do like uh, I do like Steve Garcia here at, at this line. So. This will be Munich pick of the week. Munich back. It moves to uh, seven eighty six and two, and it's brought to you by the Human Fund. Money for people. Yeah, stop, stop, stop being an anti semite <laughs> so much, Kanye. That's why I had to do the uh, you know Seinfeld chucho. All right, let's move on to the middleweight division. Who's up? Jun Young Park versus Joseph Holmes. Turtle. Turtle. All right. The Iron Turtle has has four wins in the UFC, which is is wild to think about. And I, he has not impressed me. Uh, it's probably you know the split against Anders, where I think a lot of people thought Anders won that fight. Not a great sign. Um, and him being like minus two thirty to, to 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 Joseph Holmes, it's just a scary scary thing. Joseph Holmes has a lot of flaws. When you're getting taken down by Jamie Pickett, it's not going to be great. I think the Iron Turtle probably wrestles, gets this guy down, and and bores it up on the ground, and that will be enough to win the decision. Wes? Yeah, park wrestling decision. Uh, I'm not betting anything on this Fred? Uh, same. The only thing I would add is that the over seems kind of cheap here. Um, over two and a half minus one fifty. I think that Park does win, and there's basically no chance of him getting a finish. So, 
seems uh, like you got a little hedge there in case Holmes takes his back and backpacks him for a couple of rounds because that seems to be Holmes' best slash only good position. Yeah, I'll pick uh, I'll pick Park here, but not not going to be betting this one unless what was the home sub prop as a uh, stabby sub is plus 750 which that's it's not been bad. bet it, it was it, it would open plus 1200 <laughs> yeah so there's some other people that liking that that's correct movement i would say yeah plus 750 is not bad i mean if holmes wins probably getting a neck choking him out and park's not that great he's been sub i'm just saying maybe <laughs> maybe a few shekels on uh on home sub that sub loss doesn't look as bad now as it did then based on yep. the guy that was two, though yeah yeah and shave cat yeah i mean those those guys are pretty good yeah still could be worth a little stab all right let's move on heavyweight division Whew. now we're talking this, this is the dog walk uh, <laughs> Andre oh, no. <laughs> only for lance he doesn't like this, to be tortured this man is doesn't is like making, to win money the dude in this fight is making more than all of the rest of the card combined and probably all of the last card combined and there will be no there won't be a single second of excitement during his entire it's it's really i crazy. certainly hope so Right. Yes, exactly. Marcus Rosario de Lima, new show. Yeah, we can only hope for there to be nothing happening in this fight because that means Arlovsky's winning. Uh, I think it's going to be scary. Uh, de Lima is still throws some hammers early on. Uh, it's kind of sad that that his quitting has stopped. He was he was a really fun guy to to bet against, whether live lines as soon as the the guy he's facing. Uh, survived round one you can just pretty much bet the other guy inside the distance doesn't really happen anymore uh i don't think it happens here olofsky is is not in the business of hurting people too much uh these days so uh i think arlovsky can can mix it up survive hopefully doesn't get his nose turned into another right angle uh early on and and then he just starts to to put volume on uh, Delima, and I think he eventually just runs away with the the second and third round, and and we get our classic Arlovsky decision. Uh, I'm going to be playing him straight. Him by decision is like plus two seventy five. That's that's worth a, a sprinkle that's if you're going to play uh, Arlovsky straight, regardless. No, I'll just take him straight. <laughs> yeah, I mean Arlovsky's like, what is it now? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like. Uh, six out of seven Orlovsky decisions at plus money, all of them, his past seven fights. Um, like, we, we know what's going to happen here. This is another dude. Uh, that this It's just another setup, man, for Orlovsky to be worrying about the first round. You know, the day's going to come. Hopefully it's not, not Saturday to where these dudes are going to get uh, Orlovsky out of there in the first round. Um I don't think this is the guy. Um, you'll worry a little about the first and then the second and third. Lima slow down. Arlovsky land 10 punches and win the round, and he'll do the same in the third, and we'll get another Arlovsky decision. Um, it's like plus 200, decision plus 275. Um, I would look around, too. Uh, I'm sure Brad uh, checked that price uh, later in the week at that 
split decision uh, bet because we could absolutely see a split decision here. Like Arlovsky's had a few of those in his past uh, six wins as well. So some close rounds he's in. Yeah, he's going to land ten punches, and you're the judge is going to be like, "Did I just see Delima land? You know, two Arlovsky decision? It, it happens. It's going to happen again." Arlovsky's last win uh, by finish. 2015 against Travis Brown when he pimp slapped the shit out of him. One of the best KOs ever. Yeah, seven a- years. <laughs> now he couldn't finish the fucking. That's crazy, man. Love it, Brad. So the lines on Arlovsky. Tell me if this makes sense. You got plus 175 against Felipe Linz. I get it. Linz was like coming over after the PFL. Plus 300 against Tanner Bozer. <laughs> that was stupid. Um, plus 200 against Aspinall. That was, I think a lot of people were on the Aspinall side in that one. Even money against Sherman. Even money against Felipe. Slight favorite against Jared Vandera. Even money against Jake Collier. And now after winning those last four fights, even if you think he didn't win, they were super competitive. He's plus 200 against Rogerio de Lima, this guy, the, the dude that has three minutes of cardio in him, maybe, uh, and he's not going to take Arlovsky down repeatedly. I know that he won a, a fight against Maurice Green uh, where he got a bunch of takedowns, but not going to happen against Arlovsky, and he's going to slow down in rounds two and three. So if he does not get the knockout in round one and guys – who aren't good, don't knock out Andre Arlovsky in round one, he's going to struggle with volume. Uh, he struggled with volume against Blagoy Ivanov in his last fight. If that dude can outpace you, Andre Arlovsky is absolutely going to. Um, where I disagree with the gentleman is I already took the money line, plus 205. Arlovsky round two, Arlovsky round three are like plus 2,000, plus 2,500. I got to do it. I gotta do it. You're you're just throwing bad juju on the whole deal, though. With that, man. <laughs> but it's not even lined as a fatties or anything like that. It's over two and a half, so like minus one sixty. Brad's here. really trying to bring back the Lima quitting because if if yep. he might like, I don't know how that's gonna happen with our Lofsky decision in, in play here. All right, um, yeah, I like our Lofsky here, which is rare. For me, I usually yep. don't – I bet against him on Aspinall. Usually I just pass on Arlovsky fights and I don't watch them because it's it's so bad. But uh, really, DeLima's got a round, and that kind of fits into Arlovsky's style where he'll keep it close round one. He'll He's going to clinch him a bunch. He's going to push him against the cage, be a little more active, and then I think that volume goes up for Arlovsky down for DeLima in the second and third round. I honestly wouldn't be overly shocked, Brad, if he did get a finish <laughs> in this fight. Um, DeLima, the reason he hasn't gassed as bad after round one, hasn't been finished like he has in some of these fights, is there hasn't been a lot of pace and a lot of clinching and wrestling. I think, in the, or DeLima swinging the hammer, being on top. I think our lost you style just, it confuses people, and then he clinches you and holds you and pushes you, and yeah, it happens. So, I like uh, I like Arlovsky in this one at plus two hundred or plus one ninety, whatever it is. So this will be the consensus 
bet of the week for this week, which Ooh. two prelims knock out Munich consensus. Good to go. All right, let's move on now. The last prelim of the night, we have middleweight division, Phil Hoggs versus Roman Dolides. You shot. Dolides. Uh, yeah, I, God, it's a good. I nickname. think I think Hoggs can can stuff any takedowns that Dolidze is going to try, and I think he can get takedowns if he wants to and and smash this dude from the top. I also kind of trust uh, Phil Hoggs' his, his stand-up and his power more than this guy. He probably shouldn't test that, though, because his chin is is definitely a liability. So if he's smart, he takes this guy down, smashes him on the ground. Uh, I think that's his best path to victory, and I think he does it. So I'll be putting him in a small parlay. Plus, Dua killed my boyfriend. Yeah. The Dukakis. We did not but see that coming. That was a weird uh, result. Lots of money in, in that one. <laughs> knocking him out in one, in like a minute. That was sad. That was very sad. All right, Wes. Yeah, I just, I, I still want to, still want to believe in the just incredible skill set uh, of Philly Hogs, man. Like you, you can see it. The dude is so talented, can't, man. It's just can't see it right through his shorts. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> They definitely got to make a special set of uh, venoms for for that guy. Um, yeah, I just uh, it's it's proven now that that chance a little shaky. And I will say, Delizze he he cracks a little bit, man. So um, I do think Phil could get takedowns in this fight though, and, and could get off some just insane ground and pound here. Um, I, I think he put a whooping on Delizze, man. You just got to worry about him getting caught, and that's about it. That that's almost. That's about it in almost every Phil Hall's fight, though, man. Like, the dude's usually going to be way more talented uh, than the dude he's fighting. Uh, at, at this kind of price, I think it is worth um, putting him in so, some kind of small parlay. Um, I, I think the, the line stayed kind of steady, I think. Um, it's getting a little better in some spots. I think, like, MGM, it's starting to drop a little bit. So, I'm going to watch it a little bit, um, just see where it goes. But he's definitely going to be a parlay piece in, in a in a pick here. I just think it's a, a decent matchup for him. Um, and man, I, I just I still want to believe. I want to believe in the, the Philly Hogs. Fred, I wish I could be in line with you guys. And when Sean was naming off those things that he trusts now in in Hogs, uh, I was hoping that he wasn't going to say chin, which he didn't, and I was hoping that he wasn't going <laughs> to say cardio, which he didn't. Um, because those are enough to keep me away from betting them here. Uh, I, I think he wins, but man, the, the line that's looking at me the most, uh, when I'm scrolling down the list here is Delizze TKO is 500. Uh, and I don't think it takes a lot to, to hurt hogs. Uh, I haven't played that yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to. Because uh, I, I want to see successful things from, from Philly Hogs, but certainly not betting him in this spot and may end up with a, a little poke on that TKO prop. Yeah, I like Hogs here. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on up. Big uh, shock. I, I think, you know, you always got to be scared a little bit of, of him getting knocked out, especially a guy that does have, you know, power who can finish it pretty quick. I just think Hogs is better. I, I think he can take it down, beat him on the ground, beat him up there. I think on the feet, I think he's he's probably the better striker. He, he The chin is always an issue, but I think he's more skilled everywhere. 
So you're getting a guy under minus 200 that's more skilled everywhere. So Hogs is definitely worth the play here. So I'll be putting him in a parlay. Still got to finalize my card, but uh, Hogs will definitely be a play. All right, let's move on now to the light heavyweight division. Dustin Jacoby, Khalil Roundtree. Own little fight here, Brad. Oh, me. Or Brad. Ugh, John. <laughs> Brad, you don't want to start? Lance? Um, yeah, I think this will be a, a fairly fun fight. Uh, I think I've underestimated uh, Jacoby uh, a bunch recently. He's all right, man. Like, he throws decent volume. Um, I think in this fight he he'll be the one throwing more volume, and he's going to frustrate Roundtree. Um, it's been done before somewhat recently, so... Um, I think Jaco- Jacoby's gonna gonna win a decision. Um, I just think the the volume is just gonna be a, a big big sticking point, and it's gonna shut down clear around you. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've underestimated uh, Jacoby a little as well, and um, he, he's looked more comfortable in MMA over the past couple years. Um, Really good takedown defense at this point, so he keeps a fight usually where he wants it to be, and that's on the feet. Uh, of course, being a, a former kickboxer, um, just think he's the better striker than Roundtree here. Um, Roundtree does like to try to get guys against the cage and work them, and does throw some big power when in, in space. But man, just the the far more technical guys, Jacoby here and. Jacoby's chin is insane too. That dude can take a fucking punch. Um, good takedown defense. Um, yeah, I think he can win some rounds here. Um, Roundtree, you just never. I bet a lot of Roundtree unders, and the dude seems like he goes chunks of fights where he's just slow and not throwing anything. Those are parts of rounds that Jacoby can win because he's always going to be pumping out a jab, a one-two. Um, I like him by decision here too. Jacoby decision is plus two seventy five. I think that's a pretty good price. Um, the over one and a half is like minus one thirty eight at one spot. It's around minus one fifty at most places. Um, I think this is going over one and a half as well. I think that's a good look. So like Jacoby, Jacoby by decision plus two seventy five, and I think uh, if you can get in over one and a half at around uh, minus one fifty, I think that's a, a good look as well. I feel like I'm going to end up on a bit of an island here because it was somewhere last year, but Roundtree either stopped training where he was and went to Thailand or stopped training in Thailand and went back to where he was. Uh, and he is fucking incredible since he, he made that transition. Uh, it, it seems like he's actually taking MMA seriously and, and putting – everything he has into it uh that was after those like retirement talks and and, and in two or three actual retirements i think uh, turns out losing to to Pracnia is a is a wake-up call to get your shit together yeah yeah uh but he's looked good since then and he's faced roberson who's a, a decent kickboxer uh off the top of my head so i forget who the other guy was oh bukaki Maz bukaki uh, miss that dude. He's doing things over in Cage Warriors now. Uh, so I just think that Jacoby is better in fights with guys who want to try and take him down because he has improved his takedown defense so much and his ability to get back up. 
when he's facing somebody who is a decent kickboxer who has much more power than him, I think we could see another Maxime Grishin type fight. And Grishin isn't a guy that has more power than him, but just like a, a close you go, I go sort of kickboxing match. Uh, and I think that if that happens, that Roundtree is going to be the guy landing more shots or not more shots, but the bigger shots. Uh, and we've seen that that seems to be what judges favor more. So kind of like Roundtree here. Uh, and I, I do think that it probably goes over that one and a half. That, that seems low, even though Roundtree has been kind of a, a beast lately in terms of finishing people. Yeah, I, I lean Roundtree here. I like Roundtree. I've wanted a bunch of them. I've lost a bunch of him. Same. He does <laughs> he does seem different. He's hard to get a read on yep. for me. Like sometimes like like Wes, you're talking about like like unders and stuff like that or overs with him. It's sometimes you come out and you're just like waiting for that guy to get floored or for him just to kill someone. And then sometimes he's dancing. He's dancing around, he's not throwing much. But he has looked a lot better his last two. The reason I'm not betting Roundtree in this fight is I just can't get a Jacoby fight right. I hate that. I don't like this guy. I don't know why. I don't know. Not anything. I just, I don't think he's good at all. And he keeps winning and stealing my money. So I'm obviously not seeing something here. So I'm going to pick Roundtree, but there's going to be no bet here probably. All right. We can go next. We can go. I think we can actually go fast with these next few. Middleweight division, Josh Fremd, Treshawn Gore. New Sean? <laughs> don't have much here. Gore is... Oh, I just get flashbacks to to him being on the on the Ultimate Fighter and West just laying it on uh, a gore against battle. Turns out he's not very good. Um, I think if you're betting uh, friend, you do have to worry that Gore might be able to take him down. Fluffy took him down a million times, um, but Gore is terrible. So I will pick friend to not get laid on. Hopefully, no bet. Yeah. Wes? See, I'm. I, I feel a little different. See, the the thing is, I think Gore actually is decent. Like, if you when he actually throws, his his striking looks good. The dude's got some power. He's just a flake. He's just one of those flakes that is never going to be shit because his mind's just not in it. He's not fully in it. Like, he just. I I, I don't know what it is about the dude. I, I've I've seen him on the Ultimate Fighter. Watched him for a couple years now, and. uh for flashes for 30 seconds, the dude is like just hands look great, uh, hits dudes, and they are just immediately hurt. And then he ends up losing the decision because he does nothing for the next two rounds. So um, it it hurts me because I think this is a good spot for him, especially at this price. Like this dude he's fighting is horrible. Like he's, he's really, really bad. And I think they're giving him a, a winnable fight here. He's at a, at a dog price. And I just, I still can't bet it after what he's done to me over the past fucking year. I just can't do it. Even I'm passing on that, but I'm picking him to win. I think this is a winnable spot for him against a really bad guy, but total pass on a bet. Fred? I actually thought that Fremd held in there grappling with Fluffy pretty well, all, all things considered. Like we talked about him earlier. Fluffy's pretty fucking good. Uh, and, and Fremd, Kept that competitive until he just got super, super tired, uh, which, which Fluffy's going to do to a lot of people. Gore isn't. We know that Gore is going to go out there and he's probably going to stare at this dude and do absolutely fucking nothing. Um, Fremd, I don't think, is 
great at anything, uh, but I think he's going to do stuff in this fight. Uh, he's got a little bit of power. He's got some wrestling. If he finds your back, he can get a sub. Uh, I, I threw him in a parlay at minus 170 because if you give me a chance to fade Treshawn Gore at a decent price at this point, I, I'm going to have to take it. Yeah, I looked at Gore Knockout, uh, which isn't available everywhere, but it was plus 285. 275. Now, yeah, I looked at it too, man. I'm yeah. trying to talk myself away from all of it, dude. Trying yeah, not to do that's it. That's not great compared to the money line. No. Well, I don't think he's winning a decision. I don't think he's winning at all. He might not. It was, if I was going to do Gore Knockout, small or nothing. But I mean, it's plus 150 on the money line and plus 285 a knockout, which I think that's probably the only way he wins. So if you're going to bet Gore, I'd say say knockout. But Gore isn't good. He's not good. I think he he's um, – what's that fucking guy? He's Czech Congo. He looks like he walks in there. He's going to fucking murder people when he looks all good. He looks the part, all that. And then he's he's shitty. Like, because you look at this guy and you're like, fuck, he is jacked. He just doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything to even be shitty. He just doesn't do anything. He looks like Tarzan fights like Jane. Yeah. 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 It was, it was like, do you remember when Chick Congo first came out? We're like, holy shit, new heavyweight champion. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at this fucking guy. I mean, he was the originator of the hog analysis. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's move on now. Uh, heavyweight division, Jared Vandera, Waldo, Cortez, Acosta. Here, yeah, not much here. Uh, Jared Vandera bread is is not good, and, and now he's getting finished by Chase Sherman. That's not a good not a good thing. Um, is where's Waldo good? Who knows? But I bet you he's better than than Vandera bread. So uh, I think if you play this, you got to go classic. You got to go Fetties. The other gentleman will talk about that. Uh, Whereas Waldo has won a, a couple fights and they've definitely gone uh, way past seven and a half minutes. So it's possible. Wes? Oh, th- this is getting sloppy. Like, you know this is getting sloppy with the just the the, the Bandera bread to slop it all up. Uh, yeah, fatty's here. Absolutely. Uh, I can't go as far as what I think Brad's going to go, but uh, I do think this is this is this could go 15. Like it's, you just worry about Van Der at this point getting finished late. Like for some reason he makes it almost all the way there and finds a way to get finished late in fights. But I think his cruise is over one and a half. Uh, I like I, I really like a fatty here. It's it's probably one of my favorite bets on the card. Brad. You know I'm going fatties here, but I'm also going with the Bandera bread. I'm not sure if if you've seen, uh, if you've been to Boston Pizza and you've got that appetizer, but once you actually pull the bread off, there's so much grease left on the plate. Uh, this this fight's going to look like that. It's going to be horrible, <laughs> sloppy. I, I remember uh, where's Waldo's uh, Contender Series fight, and he just had this little short dude. I think he was about my height at heavyweight, just walking forward into all of his punches. Uh, it was it was pretty easy for him, but he still managed to like fall into the clinch for like two or three minutes uh, before he managed to find a finish. So 
If he does that with a, a guy that's his size, they're just going to end up there. If they get into the clinch, it's like a black hole. They're never getting out. Round's over. Fatty's going to hit. Uh, but Vandera is going to win that clinch. He's going to hold them against the cage. Uh, we're going to take some some over one and a half, some Jared Bandera bread, and some Bandera decision plus 450. It's going to be a beautiful sight to behold. Jesus. Yeah, like the opposite of everything that, that Brad just said. Uh, Bandera's <laughs> he's terrible. And he, I, the fact, this guy's on a Did main I say card. he wasn't? This guy's on a main card after getting beat four in a row, including getting finished by Chase Sherman, and finds himself three from the top. There's certain things I'll never understand. Why is this guy in the roster letting on main card? He got finished by Olnick and Sherbet his last two fights. Um, I think Waldo. I think Waldo just absolutely runs fucking right through him. I think I, I, I like my favorite bet in this fight is Waldo inside the distance plus money. Um, I really like that. Vander doesn't he's not I don't see him going fifteen. He's awful. And at this point, like the guy's fucking done. He's done. The, the- Seriously though, Backs against the, wall. the only the only dude that ran through Vandera though is Olenek, and that's because Vandera took him down himself and got choked okay. down. Like the rest of them is all flown over one and a half. Everyone well, Waldo's them. I think Waldo's a little bit better than a lot of these a lot of these fellers. What? Romanov and Spivak and Olenek. No, not, I'm talking about the guy that I'm talking about like Sherman, Olenek, well, yeah, Justin yeah. Taffa. Yeah. Like most <laughs> of the guys, Vander's <laughs> gone over one and a half with some decent dudes too. So. I'm not playing the under. I'm playing Waldo inside. It could be maybe it's you maybe said it's you early disagreed with everything I said. Besides I the under I, in there, the, 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 no. All right, let's move on. Uh, co-main event: <laughs> Tim Means, Max Griffin. Uh, I got amazing the last these two fights. All right, new Sean. <laughs> You know, we talk about bangers of, of headliners, main events. There's some been some banger co-mains recently. That, this, is, this is top of the line here. Yikes. Uh, this one low I mean, that, that being said, I mean, Tim Means is fun to watch. He's usually in fun fights. I know there's not always finishes and stuff like that, but usually it's it gets a little wild in there. How these guys match up, I, I think this is going to be, a, for the most part, a, a stand-up fight. Uh, and it's probably fairly close. Griffin has close fights with a lot of people. Um, so I could I could see this being, you know, a 29-28 either-way fight. Um, a lot of close rounds with not, not too much happening, but just a little bit of striking. So... I think it's worth a shot just with how close this is going to be uh, on Tim Means. He's plus 155 right now. I think that's uh, worth a small stab. Wes? Yeah, Griffin wins, wins fights against dudes that he can get out of there. And I just I – don't, I don't think he can get Tim Means out of there. And then fights where he can't get guys out of there, he ends up losing decisions because he blows the last round – uh, hat second half of the second round in the third round. The dude fades bad in every single fight where dude's taking uh, to the decision. So, yeah, it's at, at this kind of price, I, I think it's probably means or nothing in this spot. Um, I, I would, I was, I was hoping for a little more uh, on means here. Um, 
you still always have to worry about the miles on means and, and the age and all that at this point. But he, he still looked he still looked pretty pretty decent. Um, I know Kevin Holland just put on an insane performance against him. I'm kind of throwing that out because I think Holland is actually really good. And against a guy like Means, it was a really good matchup for him. Uh, I don't think Griffin is going for takedowns like that. I think he's going to try to kickbox Tim Means. And I uh, kind of like Means in, in that kind of fight. Um, also, Means by decision is sitting around at like plus 330. I think that's probably a good look as well because I think uh, – this is probably going to go 15 minutes, probably going to be a couple close rounds, like Sean said. So uh, I'm going to pick 10 means, uh, watch the line, hopefully get a, get a couple more cents on there. Um, and then I like uh, like means by decision as well. Brad? I picked Griffin here. I don't feel confident about this one, though. I, I just think that if somebody's going to be landing big shots, it's him. If somebody's going to be getting takedowns, it's him. Means might be able to out-volume him, but there was this, like, Means went down. We all thought he was completely washed, and then he won a couple fights, and we thought, well, maybe he's not, but they were against real bad guys. Uh, Didn't look great against last time out against Holland, but Holland's way better than Max Griffin. Uh, I just think this is not a great fight, and it's going to be somewhat competitive. I, I don't have a great read on it. Yeah, I, means is tough for me because, like, sometimes just with his length and everything, it just gives guys fits on the feet. It's just hard to kind of expect. But I don't, I don't know. It means is thirty eight. He's coming off of he's coming off a loss. He, you know, he had that nice winning streak, and then it's a loss, and it's like he got a big fight right with Kevin Holland. Now it's back down. He's fighting, you know, Max Griffin. I, I don't know. Max, Max Griffin, I think, is gonna be the stronger guy. I think if Max Griffin needs to, he can drag this fight, either clinch, take him down. Um, I, I've been leaning means. I just, I've kind of talked myself out of it the last day. Um, I've almost kind of gone completely on the other side thinking of, of Max Griffin here. Just, I think the control is going to be a big factor here. Griffin's not going to get into these brawls that Tim Means does well in. Just throwing blind and all that. Griffin's, I, I just don't see him doing that in this fight. And, I think he's going to keep it close and kind of take away some of that that length. So I'm going to tentatively pick Max Griffin. Uh, doubt I'll bet this fight, but possibly. Uh, but, yeah, probably goes to the decision. All right, last fight, main event, finally. Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen. Great fight. Yeah, Sean. Great fight. Uh, I don't really have a – I don't have a big lean on, on a side here. I think this is going to be a close fight. Um Cater obviously throws more volume, but he gets hit a lot. Um, Allen throws less, but also gets hit less. Uh, it seems like when he does throw, they they probably are more damaging than what, what Cater's going to throw. So I think there's going to be rounds where Allen lands a couple big shots and and Cater has the edge in, in volume and, and judges give it one way or the other. And, and then there's going to be rounds where Cater throws more volume and... and Allen doesn't really land any big ones. So I, I just think it's, I think this is probably going to decision. I think it's going to be a close fight. I guess I'll pick the dog uh, in Tao's master just because I think it's a, a super close coin flip kind of fight. Wes? Yeah, yeah it's a, a really good fight. Um, I, I've liked watching uh, Arnold Allen here over the past couple of years. Uh, the dude's become, become a really, really good fighter. Um, the, the difference in this fight for me is, is going to be 
volume though and pace. Uh, I, I just think Allen's got to land some really big shots on Cater to take some rounds. Um, he's not gonna if he if he hurts or knocks Cater out, I'd be shocked. Like if Emmett wasn't knocking Cater out, I don't see Arnold Allen knocking Cater out. And in that kind of fight, when it's probably gonna be twenty five minutes. Man, like you gotta think Cater's gonna throw like way more than him. Now, could could it Cater get into something like he did against Emmett and give away some rounds and stuff? I mean, that's a possibility here, but I'm hoping that he learned from that last fight, just his very last fight, that you know, he's gotta be on it uh every round and putting that output out there. And I think if he does that, he can get he can get a few rounds here on on Allen. Um I mean, if Allen lands something big and hurts Cater, like, I mean, props to him. I just, if Cater can't be hurt by Josh Emmett, I don't think Arnold Allen hits as hard as Josh Emmett. And that's just kind of how I look at the fight. This kind of number on Calvin Cater, like, I get Arnold Allen's good. Man, look at the level of competition. Like, he's fought some decent dudes. He's beat the dudes he's supposed to beat. Cater is fighting, like, the top of the food chain. Um Man, at this kind of price, at even money on a, I just, I got to take it. If he loses to Arnold Allen, props to him. I like Arnold Allen. Uh, this would propel his 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 career tremendously, but I got to go with the guy that I think is the more technical striker that's going to throw more volume and who I think has an absolutely insane chin. Fred? Yeah, we, uh, we kind of make fun of Giga. Uh, on this uh, show because he looks like a bird and uh, people think he invented a kick, but he's dangerous. I I think he's more dangerous than Arnold Allen. And Josh Emmett is definitely more dangerous than Arnold Allen. And he can wrestle too. And both of those guys made competitive fights with Cater because they were able to actually match his pace. Um, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me because uh, I'm, I'm not a nerd, but they each threw like 300 or 400 strikes in those five-round fights. Arnold Allen has never been five rounds. He's never thrown a lot of volume. So he absolutely needs to have huge moments in this fight. If he doesn't do that, he's going to lose rounds. Uh, and against a guy like Calvin Cater who can eat shots from Josh Emmett, and keep coming at you, and a lot of people still think he won that fight. I think that's going to be tough for Allen. So I'm on Cater here. I took some plus 100, but it looks like I was dumb and should have waited because there's a lot of Allen love out there, and I probably could have got a better number. I'm going to uh, go opposite of uh, you fellas today. I actually hit my max bet on West betting Calvin Cater, though. So I hit that. So I'm already in the in the positive. He knew that was coming. Uh, yeah. Every fight, every fight. I, I've I've been on Cater a lot too. I really like Calvin Cater. There was something about that last fight. I I, I don't know. There was something about it. Just like the, the pace seemed a little bit less. He was getting hit. Like he always gets hit a lot. I don't know. There was something about that Emmett fight that I left that fight thinking. I think Cater's almost. He's almost done. Like I don't know why. I I don't know if it's the wars he's been in. He's been hit 8 million times. He's 34 years old. He got his shit fucking kicked in by Max, and then he loses and gets hit a bunch by Josh Emmett. In his wins, he usually gets hit a little bit. And I think this guy is an old 34. 
Um, and he doesn't have that exit to do any wrestling or anything like that. Al Arnold Allen is an extremely strong individual. He, he, he doesn't have the power of a Josh Emmett, like one shot power, but he does hit hard. Um, he's fought very talented strikers like, a, you know, a Yusef, guys like that. And I don't know. I just think I think Allen's just a younger, bigger fighter, and I think it's it's more his time right now. I think Cater, Cater's a 34 going on 43, and I think all that damage is going to keep adding up and adding up. And I think maybe he even saw it as that loss to Josh Emmett. It almost kind of kicked him out of that title, that title picture for a while. He's been up very close. He's had some chances, and I don't know. I thought that was a big loss, and who knows? It doesn't mental game as well. So I like. Arnold Allen here, so I will have a bet on Allen in this fight. Does he get a finish? Does he get a finish? No. But I think I, I think Cater gets <laughs> dropped. I think Cater gets dropped a couple times. Or maybe right. he just goes full. Maybe yeah. he goes full British wrestler on him. If he gets dropped a couple times and Allen wins, and props to you, but if Emmett ain't dropping him, I just can't. I can't see it. Emmett doesn't. But Emmett's a completely one shot kind of fighter, though. I mean, he could, like Brad said, he, I, I, while you were talking, I pulled it up and Cater threw like 286 punches against Max Holloway. He threw 375 against, uh, against Emmett. He threw 400 and something against Giga. Like, I, I think you're imagining this, like he's not Maybe because doing they're stuff. also like, I don't know. No, no, those those are gonna win rounds though. If if a guy doesn't drop them, apparently or hit him with not. Huge stuff. What, apparently I just, not. I don't think Allen is gonna even put up a a pace like Emmett did uh, to take. He can't. From him. He just we're gonna see some we're gonna see some British wrestling in here. No, it's gonna be all. But both these guys' takedown defense is very very good. I don't think there's gonna be much grappling going on. Have you seen the chest the chesticles? <laughs> he's definitely on some good steroids. He's, he's on the that's good what, stuff. That's why he only that, fights like once every year because he needs let, to fight, see, do a cycle, fight, do a cycle. Let's. I mean, he, he his dad's a old professional bodybuilder. They like bodybuilding. Yeah. Let's they see, know all the good shit. They know how let's, see, let's see Allen in the fourth and fifth round against Cater. He's just going to pick Cater up and just throw him around, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see him in that fourth and fifth. I'm done with Calvin Cater. The Emmett fight was the last one for me. He won that fight. He won he that lost. fight. My bet didn't get paid. Uh, I have did. over two and a half with Fremd is plus 128. That was that was the parlay for me here. Yeah, I love that it. over two and a half is, is probably good parlay material. Yeah, because I kind of yeah. like Cater by decision. It's like plus 270 or something like that. Well, Boys, we what? better enjoy this this card because next week is very bad. It can't be worse than this, I don't think. I think it, it is. Bad. It lost uh, Bryce Mitchell versus Evloev. So, do you know what our main event is? Oh, oh, it's the, oh, oh, it's the chick fight, right? fight, isn't it? Yeah, the whole card is awful. There's no good fight. I told except, you. I told except, you. <laughs> except Chase Sherman, Josh Parisian. Oh my oh, god! Oh, that's oh, good. No, that's like that's oh. number one contender. Oh, this fight has no... Oh, the Jailman fights next week. The Jailman fights next week, so that's going to be the highlight of of this podcast. We are way over the time we tried to get to. We're not even close. We failed miserably. Thank you, Al, for listening. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Anderson. Uh, Thank you for uh, for listening this week. Hammer Betting Network, check it out. We're very happy about the partnership, and we will see you guys next week.